You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcon. Hi, yeah. everyone. Welcome to Libby News with Trisha and Cindy. Nice to see everybody. Hope you're all staying safe as we continue on our pandemic journey uh, together. So be well, everyone. So tonight, Cindy, we're going to talk about facts and myths. Ooh, good <laughs> yeah, topic. Good topic. So everybody's always heard from somebody else through the grapevine, some kind of information. And probably the number one thing that we talk about is how we're going to get rich. Oh, gee, and me, I left without my diamonds. <laughs> Darn, you didn't have any. I didn't have any. So, travel nursing is about making more money. Yes, it is. And for a new traveler, or for a new nurse mm -hmm. who's making, you know, not a lot of hourly wage, mm -hmm. is probably going to think that travel nursing is making them rich. Mm -hmm. Because when they see their paycheck and then they're making more per week than they're making over two weeks, mm -hmm. then that does make you feel like you're, you hit the gold mine. Yes, it does. But if you're a traveler or a nurse of 30 or 35 years, where you're kind of at the top of your um, pay scale, mm -hmm. then travel nursing may not look quite as good mm -hmm. as you can. But travel nursing as a whole should pay, pay at least double of what you would be making if you were a staff nurse. Mm -hmm. And that sounds really, really good. It but does. remember, you're also paying two living expenses. Mm -hmm. So if you're making a thousand, and just a thousand, that's not a real number, a thousand dollars a week, and now you're making $2,000 a week, mm -hmm. but you're now paying out $1,500 or $2,000 for housing, then that's got to come off the top. So you're really not making double, but right. you're making enough that you can pay the housing and hopefully have some left over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's all relative. Now, we also have to talk about today's market where there are these contracts out there for five, six, seven thousand, ten thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Those are crisis contracts. Crisis contracts are not always there. Mm -hmm. If you can get one, jump on it if that's what you want to do. They're usually COVID assignments right now. Right. Sometimes you know you'll see them after a hurricane or some mm -hmm. kind of natural disaster type of a thing. But overall, those are not normal contracts. So we don't want anybody to feel like coming into this business that that kind of pay scale is the normal pay scale. Mm -hmm. Once all of that's over, we don't see this anymore, or you know, we're just take, we're always going to take care of COVID. So pretty soon, it's not going to be a crisis contract. Right. It's going to be just every day, like we took care of AIDS or H1N1 or whatever the, the disease of the month was. <laughs> anyway, so then you're going to make somewhere in the in the midst of a low range of probably fifteen hundred, mm -hmm. and in a max range of somewhere around three thousand, depending on location mm -hmm. and what your specialty is yep so that's always important to remember if you come in and ask somebody hey what am i going to make if i work as a as a med surge nurse well i don't know what you're going to make mm -hmm. because it depends on where you're going mm -hmm. what the cost of living is and what the hospital's willing to pay mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. are you going to get rich probably not the last thing i think we need to uh, address is when your hospital cancels your contract, or if anything else goes wrong, why do you blame, who do you blame? You know, so, so many times I say we blame the recruiter. It's the recruiter's fault, the recruiter's fault, the recruiter's fault. 
I don't know about you, but I've been through a lot of recruiters mm -hmm. for various and sundry reasons. I've been through a lot of companies for mm -hmm. various and sundry reasons, and that's okay. You have no obligation to stay with one company or one recruiter. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will use three or four. They'll find out who pays the best. That's who gets the contract. Mm -hmm. Some stay with one recruiter because they find that the longer you are there, the kind of the better deal you get because they know that you're less of a risk of stopping a contract or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's good and bad to both sides. Mm -hmm. um, I think people sometimes have to uh, recognize as, uh, I think a good analogy of a recruiter and a travel nurse is like an athlete and a sports agent. Mm -hmm. um, basically, uh, you know, the athlete has a uh, set of skills, a set of talents, and the sport agent um, is out there shopping to the different teams, in our case, the different hospitals and facilities, in, and then hopefully negotiate, helping you negotiate the best deal for you to go and share your talents um, with that hospital. So really, you're a, a good recruiter is just worth his weight in gold. So when you find a good recruiter, someone that you mesh with, someone that you, um, you know, who understands what your needs and um, talents are, he can best represent you to the best places. You know, to me, that's how I always kind of think about it. Or she. Or she. <laughs> that's true. I have a female recruiter. She has a male recruiter. So it can be either. But so don't always just blame the recruiter. For example, if your hospital is going to cancel you, mm -hmm. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. low census, they don't need you anymore, they've hired new staff, people are drained, then they're going to cancel you. Yes. There is nothing in this world that anybody can do to stop that. Yes. The hospitals hold all the cards. They the do. The facilities hold all the cards, whether it's a hospital, a prison, a home health agency, whoever. They hold, they hold, I mean, that's why we work there, because they needed somebody and now they don't. If they didn't need anybody, we wouldn't have a job, right. even for a small portion of time. So don't blame the recruiter. Don't say, well, the recruiter didn't fight for me, mm -hmm. because there's no battle. Mm -hmm. There's no battle to fight. You can't win. You're going to go on. Hopefully, you have a great recruiter. They're going to find you another great position to go to. You move on, and everybody you know, comes out in the long run. So, And remember, too, that you know if you're not working, the, the recruiter and the agency is not getting paid either. Right. So they have just as much incentive in order to get you back and working at a great contract again Absolutely. as well too. Absolutely. So there's no fault in a recruiter in terms of when you get canceled. So I think that pretty much is all the myths I can think about that I've heard off the top of my head. I'm sure there might be others, and if you have questions about them, please address them to travcon.org. Hopefully we'll see you next time on another subject. Okay, so signing off. Signing off. Bye. Stay safe and well. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a comment below or email us at podcast at travcon.org.